803 here on a Thursday night. Good to have you here with us. It's been a busy, busy news day. And one of the uh, top stories today is about a bloody mob war uh, that is underway across this province. And today it flared up again with news that uh, another kingpin has been shot several times, including in the face, and is now fighting for life. His name is Pat Patrick Musitano, Fat Pat, as some would uh, have called him, and he's considered a top tier crime lord. And he's had his, uh, he's had a target on his back for decades since ordering a hit on Johnny Pops Papalia way back in 1997. Oddly, that was, of, that was a second story I ever, ever did was the shooting and murder of Johnny Pops shot in a parking lot in downtown uh, Hamilton. And of course, the church, the Roman Catholic Church did not want to give him a funeral. It was a big, uh, big deal back then. But yeah, he's had a target on his back ever since those days. Um, and apparently he was shot as he left his lawyer's office in Mississauga near Urantaria Road and Matheson Boulevard. And it comes uh, just the day after he buried his uncle, Anthony Musitano, who died last week at the age of uh, 71. And it's just the latest chapter in this bloody civil war that's ravaging certainly southwestern Ontario's underworld. And up until now, he had a escape death. His home was shot up just uh, right after his brother Angela was killed in the driveway of his Waterdown home back in 2017. And then we had another uh, associate, Sisi Lupino, who was assassinated earlier this year in January. So it's um, it's an escalation of violence as these families kind of jockey for position. Stephen Matelski is an organized crime expert who teaches at Mohawk College and also happens to write a column called Cold Case for Niagara this week. Great to have you here with us. Oh, thanks very much, Ox. I really appreciate that. The underworld, I don't, they won't be shocked by this event, but uh, Fat Pat has, has you know, been known to be called. Um, he'd been hiding out in Mississauga, moving around. Did he suspect he was next? Yeah, I think given the circumstances that have transpired over the last few years, starting in 2015, when, you know, overnight in September, Pat's vehicle was torched in his driveway, and then obviously... Uh, his brother Angelo in May 2017 getting uh, shot to death in his watered down driveway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just a, a few mere weeks right after his brother was murdered, uh, Pat's home uh, was shot up itself in the middle of the night by unknown perpetrators. So it, it's not a, a huge shock. Uh, I think given the timing of his uncle Anthony's passing this week is can have maybe a little bit of relevancy in, in what transpired today as well. Right. So he was buried yesterday, I guess, out of respect. They waited uh, uh, today to go and try to get the hit. That's it. I mean, when you look at the whole genre of the Musitano crime family, essentially with Anthony's passing, it was just hot left. So it's very difficult to call it a crime family. It's really been decimated with the events in the last couple of years. Right. And so... Who would, I mean, there's a, probably a lot of people who would like to see uh, Pat Mositano uh, dead. There, there, there's a, but there's no question there's a war going on right now. It's, you know, in the last four to five years in southern Ontario, it just seems to be this catalyst of a uh, sequence of events involving violence in the underworld. And there seems to be no end to this because it's just, it's progressing. It's involving innocent bystanders. It's involving people that are actually... Uh, organized criminals in the underworld and you know this incident today with Pat Musitano is even though the the circumstances leading up to it we we sort of expected this but uh, it's still a very significant 
power play in in the void that is becoming the criminal void in, in Hamilton, especially. It's surprised. I mean, Hamilton has always kind of been known, I mean, dating back years and years and years to obviously the hit on Johnny Pop's um, uh, Papalia, um, and, and which probably and, and likely put the target on on uh, on his back. Um, you know, Hamilton has always kind of remained, other than Quebec or Montreal, the the epicenter of mafia crime. Is is it is it coming back and making a resurgence? It's always been around. It's still extremely prominent, still extremely profitable. Um, you know, I think what we really saw today, and I'm not sure what what Pat's medical condition is as we speak, uh, critical from my understanding. But I think really today is, you know, we've. 20, 30 years ago, Hamilton had three prominent traditional organized crime families. And I think today it's essentially been, you know, narrowed down to to one in that genre. And who's that? The Violi Latino crime family. Right. And so is that the power grab here is to get rid of the Musitano family and they would take over? It's very difficult to say at this point. Uh, I can just merely speculate. The problem in the underworld is, again, you're not getting... Uh, cooperating witnesses, you're not getting people that are, you know, lining up to give information about what's happening. Um, you know, obviously there's an investigative process. The intelligence world will will garner some information through, uh, you know, confidentiality tips. Um, but it's very difficult to say. Uh, the problem is the motives are endless when it comes to underworld hits. But what we've seen in Southern Ontario, especially in the last few months, you know, with Andrew Musitano, uh, Albert Ivoroni, uh, Cheche Lapino, even though he wasn't involved uh, in the life, I think just with the last name, there was you know somebody that was trying to to send uh, some kind of of message. I believe um, the violence is escalating. It's difficult to say who who may be behind this. Could be a retaliatory thing. It could be a Hamilton turf war uh, retaliation for the Ivoroni hit. It's very difficult at this time, Alex, to say because there is so much overlap with with other groups, other not only traditional organized crime groups outside of Hamilton, but other uh, criminal organizations that uh, fall under different genres, whether bikers, uh, Eastern European organized crime. Um, Hamilton's a very a fertile geographic territory for different rockets close to Buffalo, right. close to the, the border. Uh, the, you know, the region of Niagara is, is you know, since uh, Carmen Barilero and Johnny Pops uh, from a traditional organized crime sense, uh, it is, seems to be kind of open, um, the proximity to Toronto. So, and, and certainly we have in the last, um, you know, few months, seen and heard the headlines in Hamilton of, of the gang uh, shootings and that. Would that be uh, um, tied to this where people are trying to, or, or the organized crime and gangs are trying to stake out their territory? Uh, I mean, it's very probable. If you look what happened in Montreal when Vito Rizzuto went away to prison right. uh, when he was extradited, you had not only traditional organized crime groups, but you had different other street gangs and especially now with this void. So I always say in the underworld, if you created one huge uh, connectivity organizational chart, there you could probably make a linkage between different criminal groups, the drug trafficking, the importation, the rackets, the connectivity uh, is there on a grander scale. So um, on a bigger sense, though, I definitely believe this is definitely something traditionally organized crime related, uh, what happened today. And is it in your view that this will get worse? 
Well, now what you have is when you have a, a, a one or two or three prominent traditional organized crime families like Hamilton once did, you have a solidified turf. So anybody trying to make an attempt to come in from the outside knows that there's X number of powerful mafia families already entrenched, already sort of have, with that geographic ownership of that, that area. But if you look at right now, uh, a lot of the groups are completely decimated. I, I mean, uh, the Musitano crime family, you really can't refer to them as a crime family anymore because it's just, it's just pad. So yeah. it's that perception, even from uh, internally, let alone externally looking into Hamilton, um, anytime there's any opportunity or a perception of weakness or an opening, I mean, other criminal groups are going to, you know, vie to take over that. Fill the void. Uh, that void, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Vito Rizzuto. I mean, the Musitano family, um, as I understand, uh, they, they worked closely with the Rizzuto family and were actually, you know, protected uh, by the Rizzuto family. But once Vito was killed, uh, would it be correct to say that it was the Musitanos that became the hunted? Well, yeah, I think, you know, when you have that in the criminal underworld, having a a partner or somebody that is backing your vested criminal interests is very important even when making a, a power play move to eliminate somebody in another crime family. So once that criminal backing, especially someone very prominent in the underworld with prestige power and just uttering the name, uh, you, you know, uh, is a testament to that. When they're gone, that really leaves the person who sort of relied on that backing, um, leaves them in a more vulnerable position in the underworld because they don't have that uh, backing that they once had. Yeah. Yeah. And, and clearly, you know, being shot in the face uh, is is done to send a message. If Pat survives, uh, you know, this shooting, uh, what happens then? That's a really good question. I mean, that is one huge door of speculation because, um, you know, I can't say with any degree of certainty if Pat was was hiding out in different areas. But I, I, I can say with a lot of confidence that given especially with his uncle passing away, that last sort of tie in his not only blood family, but crime family, even though Anthony had professed he had found uh, a way outside of crime, a life outside of crime. I, I firmly don't believe that ever fully is possible or exists, but um, maybe to a certain degree. But I think when his uncle passed away, it really left him in an extremely more vulnerable position, knowing that, you know, even though he might have some associates, uh, criminal associates left, it, it left him in an even more vulnerable position. Just before I let you go, because I know you follow this closely, um, you know, we don't hear a lot about organized crime and the growth of it. We know it's sweeping across the country. We've got a lot of money laundering with Asian gangs and we've got, uh, you know, clearly there's these mob hits going on through southern Ontario. We know it happens in Quebec, but we don't hear anybody in um, charge, whether it be Hamilton's officials or Toronto's officials, ever talking about it. <laughs> Are they doing anything about this? There's definitely uh, investigative projects occurring. Uh, we saw that with the announcement uh, regarding the charges that the three uh, co-accused in Angelo Musitano's homicide and Mila Barbieri's. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very difficult. Like the old school mafia had a, a you know hierarchy. Um, you know, that is still there, that structure. But it's very difficult in the world of intelligence it to uh, 
yeah, the, the mafia, the, the executions, the hits garner public and media attention. But you're never going to see headlines from uh, intelligence investigations yeah. until way after the fact. Right. So it's very difficult to sort of proactively put that out there. It's typically there's uh, behind the scenes, there's work going on. It's just typically you're not going to hear from them until something reactively happens, um, whether it's, you know, a reward like in the case of Angela Musitano's murder yeah. or a press conference, a project, a takedown, things like that. Yeah, and or as the mayor once uh, said in Hamilton not too long ago, they can take each other all out uh, as long as they don't hurt anybody else in the process. But the problem is they're doing it in areas where people very much are getting caught in the crossfire. Absolutely. If you look at the Mila Barbieri homicide, you know, she was not the intended victim. And um, there's been a couple other incidents and, and the close proximity of even people in the underworld being being shot, you know, in the driveway or mm-hmm. the doorstep to their house is uh, an alarming trend. So, absolutely. Yeah. Stephen, thanks so much. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Alex. That is Stephen Matelski uh, joining us, crime expert in uh, Hamilton who teaches up uh, at Mohawk, Univer- uh, Mohawk College. Interesting perspective, and we'll see where it goes, but it's not going away, according to those who you ask. Quick break here, and when we come back, we bring in our counterpoint. We got some numbers finally to that carbon tax, and boy, oh boy, not only is it not revenue neutral, the feds are going to make out like thieves. Whoo, it's a lot of money. We'll talk about that coming up in just a minute here on Point on Global News Radio.